here we are talking about a person who is not a not technical person, who is not a designer, who is not a product manager, none of those. They just have a business idea and they want to just get an app and go to the market and make revenue and try it out. So that's our core value that we allow non-technical people to build their app in the easiest fashion. Welcome to Unlocking the AI Advantage podcast. We are here to fast track your success by leveraging the power of AI in business. Each episode brings you closer to the cutting edge of technology and entrepreneurship. Let's dive into the world of AI and make extraordinary strides in your journey. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to one more episode of Unlocking the AI Advantage podcast. This is your host, Ramesh Danta. Today, we are going to hear from an exciting AI startup called Appsy.io and its founder, Turaj Helm. Turaj, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ramesh. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Hey, you and I have known uh, you know for quite some time, so I'm fortunate enough to travel the journey with you about Appsy. So mm-hmm. with that, but I would like the audience to know uh, what Appsy is all about and who you are. So with that, let's get started off uh, with your introduction. So Turaj, please go ahead and introduce uh, yourself, who you are, and how you uh, came to be the founder and CEO of Appsy.io. Thank you, Ramesh. So my name is Turaj, and I'm founder and CEO of Apsi. Um, a little bit of background about myself. I have uh, two, two PhDs, one in econ and in, one in computer science. And I have a long track in technology, especially for AI and algorithmic, uh, advanced algorithmic uh, uh, software. Uh, with other, uh, I've been very active in terms of uh, being an entrepreneur. I, uh, I've been to YC, Y Combinator and tech stars in the past. And when uh, was the Y Combinator? Uh, when, uh, when did you have that gig in Y Combinator? So YC was back in 2016. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and was my first kind of official uh, entrance into being an entrepreneur. So it started from there for me. And uh, with this one, with Apsi, it was the second time uh, I did that and uh, I attended tech stars this time. So been kind of into the uh, other accelerators on the road too, but these are kind of the top ones. Uh, but with Apsi, uh, it is kind of my dream that I've been uh, kind of focused on maybe since I was six year old. Uh, that's when I wrote my first line of code into the computer I had back then, which was a very old computer. We can talk about that throughout the, uh, this talk. But uh, it's been a dream for me because writing a code that can generate code, which is kind of two levels of coding in itself, has been a dream for me. And I decided to uh, make that a reality with Apsi. Great. So we'll get more into writing a code and generating a code uh, in a little bit. So you have a dual PhD, double PhD. Uh, so very quant, uh, I could say, uh, very techy. And but the thing is, you're also an entrepreneur, right? So this is not your first time around. So You've some, learned some lessons with Y Combinator, I'm sure, right? So, and then made a lot of contacts. So, um, after Y Combinator, did you jump uh, straight into Apsi uh, startup or in between did you do something else? 
I wish I could, but uh, uh, startups takes a lot of energy and effort, financial and non-financial. So with YC, I learned so many things. Uh, uh, I, we had great sessions uh, when I was there uh, back in 2016, but it wasn't itself didn't end up uh, to become a very successful startup. So I had to uh, get back to my normal life. So uh, like paying the mortgage, having uh, salaries and those kind of things, which is always there. So I, I had to t give myself a few years again to get back to to uh, replenish all of my resources so that I can start this over again. And it took me around uh, basically four years uh, to get back to a situation to decide to go with my next one. Wow. So actually, we will come back to this at, at later point of time, like how serial entrepreneurs, an entrepreneur can become a serial entrepreneur. What does it take to be a serial entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. And in this case, the first one did not go well, but you've learned a ton but you needed to replenish your resources, your energy, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, also make sure that the next one is ready. So you took some time off. Um, so great. So now uh, let me go uh, uh, straight into the second question I have, second major question, and I'm sure the audience uh, also had. Um, so what is appsy.io all about? Sure. So as my uh, uh, career in programming and I used to do consulting too before um, four or five years ago, and I was always baffled by how much resources were wasted. Like we were doing things over again. I knew that 70% of the things uh, were just repeated over and over again. I mean, for big, bigger enterprises, this is not really a problem because they have uh, all of the resources to spend on them. But the smaller organization, they cannot just do this. And I always knew that there should be a way uh, in order to solve this problem. One of my last uh, experience uh, in terms of my career wise, after I did YC and started working at other companies, I was head of product engineering at a uh, low code app builder called builder.ai. And there I started thinking very um, deeply about how AI could be used to uh, make app building uh, much easier, right? Over there, uh, it was uh, that company, what you were doing was kind of Uber, Uber for app building. So people were used to explain what the app was. And on the other side, it used to connect them with uh, people, uh, developer uh, to uh, write the code for them. So AI there was more around connecting demand and supply rather than building the app itself. But to me, if I wanted to use AI in its true way of building app, I wanted to use AI to generate the app itself. So all of the things that users has have to do in terms of uh, coming up uh, with the features that has to be included in their app or even going further and any technical thing, like uh, what is my database? Uh, what is the workflow? What is AI? A lot of people uh, don't know that or they do not want to spend their time on it. They want to focus on their business. And to me, that was the goal. I wanted to make sure that the users stay on their idea, which is their business. And then my platform would be their uh, software developer, would be their business analyst and uh, do whatever is necessary to get their app uh, uh, generated and published for them. Okay, so now let uh, let me uh, I mean, uh, get to know a little bit more about apps. Yeah, give me some examples. Okay. For example, um, an app can come in all kinds of formats, right? So you could have an ERP application, you could have mm -hmm. a, you know, a Salesforce application, uh, but also you could have a small 
uh, membership application. So tell me what kinds of applications are you talking about when you talk about apps? For sure. So uh, there are two uh, ways I can answer this question. One is uh, from the business sectors, and then the other one that you kind of uh, mentioned was the complexity of these apps. On the, on the first aspect, we are moving sector by sector. For example, we, uh, while the platform is the, itself is agnostic, uh, it's important that we have, to have, we have enough features for any sector. For example, some person comes to build an e-commerce application, they need a specific features such as payments, product list, and so forth. Another person might come in to build a blockchain application. They need uh, things such as connection to blockchains and e-wallets and those kind of things. So we need to have these features and we are going sector by sector to make sure that as time goes on, we can cover more sectors. The other side is complexity of the apps. Uh, like, is it a ERP for an enterprise or is it kind of an application for end users? So to begin with, we are supporting the end users and smaller businesses and startups basically who are kind of the, this is going to be their first digital application, this digital software system. Uh, having that said, uh, our plan is to uh, also serve enterprises starting end of 2024. And that requires not only generating app, but also features that allow them to connect with their existing software systems. So an enterprise, basically, they might have 10 or 20 other systems and APIs, and they are building this app to connect with those. So that requires a little bit more uh, from the technical aspect. And also from us, for us, sales would be a bit different. So now we need to organize a sales department to make this connection. So that's going to come down the road back in, hopefully in 2024. Got it. Got it. Okay. So good. So I have a good idea of what apps is about, right? So you are uh, automating or revolutionizing the way apps are built using AI, right? So because a startup could be uh, either using AI to do some things or it could be serving the AI market, right? So by mm -hmm. the hardware and software. So in this case, an AppSys case, we're talking about you guys are using the artificial intelligence features, AI ML features to mm -hmm. revolutionize the way apps are built. Okay. That's so I want to get to that level of detail. So what AI ML features do you guys use to uh, build this app engine? Uh, sure. So uh, there are two ways. The first one that we've already implemented and it's in the product, I call it AI point, uh, version 1.0. And that's basically using AI as a software developer. So uh, we let, uh, understanding what is the user saying, extracting information from uh, their uh, kind of high level definition of their idea, uh, asking them more questions if they are not providing enough information about the detail. Because somebody might come in and say, I need a social application, right? They might not provide enough information. That it's our job to, it's our AI job to figure out what would be the next question to ask. So in this case, we are going to say like, what type of content, for example, uh, should we go there and so forth. But AI is doing that. That's number so, one. Okay, sorry, sorry, yeah. Let me stop you. So that means sure. it's almost like an intelligent chatbot, at least in this piece that you built with AI, trying to gather the requirements and solidify the requirements. At this yeah. Is that right? In the, in the first okay. phase of that, yes, that you are right, correct. Yeah. And we are trying to replicate what really happens when you go to a developer and say, this is my idea, right? So the first thing the developer does is to ask you more questions to make sure they understand what, what, you, what you want. 
maybe you are too you are not you are too specific or you are very high level they want to get to a point that can be turned into an application and that's what we are doing here uh, once that's done then uh, it's taking uh, the user through customization and configuration again we have to we don't want to overwhelm the user so we want, we only want to ask the questions that matter to their idea and uh, they have the information we are never for example going to ask like tell us about the database that you want to use or what is the relationship between these entities? That's too much, right? So our job is to infer uh, all of that information from what these users are saying and taking the user to answer them in a way that they can. So that's another, that's a second way of using AI. So we are, in real-time manner, we are processing all of the information that user is providing. And based on that, uh, figuring out what is the right question or what is the right option to give to the user to take them throughout the process. Got it. So that was kind of AI 1.0. 2.0 is, uh, so here we covered about, we talked about what building what user wants. User gives us their idea and we built it for them. 2.0, which is we kind of started and it's going to be uh, our focus in 2023, rest of 2023 and 2024, is on the business side of the thing. So users come to us, they probably have an idea, but they haven't seen everything else, uh, which is uh, related to their apps. There are other apps probably similar to what they do. Given that we have access to all of that information, we have built similar apps, we have access to the rest of the other apps in, uh, out there, we can actually start guiding them and saying them, well, you want to do this, but we think that you should also be doing this and this. So again, in, in, we don't, don't think about AI. If you go to a developer, a team of app builders, there is a software developer, there is a business analyst. It's not that they say, okay, this is what you want, here you go. They kind of come back to you and say, we think that these are good for your apps. Maybe you want to have user engagement. Maybe you want to do X, maybe you want to do Y. And that's what we want to do. So not just only build them what they want, but also guide them to on what they should be doing. So that's kind of the second thing we are, uh, second way of leveraging AI, basically. Okay. So if I understand it, there are three main components. One component is the intelligent chatbot that actually gets the requirements. Uh, and then you use AI uh, to make sure that you have all the requirements. Um, so we don't have to uh, you know, go back and forth with the user. Um, that's one. The second piece is once you have the requirements, then you work with the developer to take the requirements. You've templati templatized these apps into different categories. You know, apps need a login screen. Um, apps need a membership. Um, apps need a payment uh, module. Apps need a... Um, uh, some other, uh, you know, uh, user database or whatever, right? So, and then you said, okay, fine, I'm going right. to use AI uh, to, um, you know, uh, pull up the module that I need for this app and then put mm -hmm. it all together and give it to the developer. Is that right? Um, not to the developer, but uh, like a, there is no developer in our case, right? Oh, there's so no developer, exactly. There's no de developer. So AI is taking uh, the user through all of these things. So asking them some questions to make sure that everything is configured and customized ba based on what they want. But then uh, code generation and publish, everything is fully automated. I don't call them AI. The rest, the latter two part parts, code generation and publish, they are very complex processes on their own. Uh, the, we have uh, developed our advanced algorithms and processes to do that. But uh, they are more on the automation side rather than AI, the last two parts. Got it. So now, um, so every startup should have a value proposition, right? So in a sense, you're doing it for certain thing, right? So you're, okay, fine. I, I can get an app built by a core of team of developers. 
Uh, and then there are other tools like a co-pilot that's out there. They're saying that, you know, we, we will help you build better. So what is the key value proposition of AppSy uh, using AI to revolutionize the app build? Sure. Uh, the, the core is uh, ease of building app for end users who are non-technical people, right? So uh, the advances in AI, such as uh, Copilot you mentioned, or even ChatGPT, as a developer, you might say, okay, I know what my app is. I kind of understand what different screens should be and start talking with ChatGPT or Copilot. Say, hey, uh, what are first screen this? Give me the code. Second screen that, give me the code. Then you compile all of that, you put them together. Of course, you need to, as a developer, you have to uh, write some of your own code. It's not going to give you a complete application. And then you have to can go to app stores, publish it, and do all of those things. And then maybe you can get an app. Uh, and by the way, we didn't talk about uh, aesthetics, how good looking your app is going to be. But here we are talking about a person who is not a not technical person, who is not a designer, who is not a product manager, none of those. They just have a business idea and they want to just get an app and go to the market and make revenue and try it out. So that's our core value that we allow non-technical people to build their app in the easiest fashion. Thank you, Turaj. So folks, uh, in this episode, we introduced our next AI entrepreneur who is helping non-technical people unlock the AI advantage by revolutionizing how apps are developed using AI. So that is AppSy and the founder, Turaj Halmi, who's having a second go at a startup. So we'll be tracking the journey of AppSy and Turaj as they navigate through the trials and tribulations of an AI startup. Thank you. And that's a wrap on another insightful episode. But remember, the power lies in applying what you have learned. If you found value in our conversation today, please share it with others who could benefit, subscribe for more, and consider leaving us a review. Visit theaientrepreneurs.com for more resources, including golden gems of articles, chat GPT prompts, AI tools, tutorials, gifts, and much more. Let's keep pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Until next time.